it's time for you to make you a priority. And a lot of y'all, just to be honest, you can't build your own table. You can't make the kind of money you want to make. You can't do what you want to do because you don't understand you owe you first, right? And so we're going to walk you through seven straight days. I know it say five, but it's a pre-party, it's a post-party, all right? So we're going to walk you through how to, like literally, how to do for you, how to do for your family, whatever that means when you want to do it, how you want to do it. Like, we're going to show you how to live life on your own terms. So I told you this before. Look, I gave you the secret to success. Now we're going to give you the <laughs> systems to success. All yeah. right. Listen, never in a million years did I think that we would be living this kind of life. Never in a million years did I think we would now have the system to teach others. That's the thing I think somebody asked me what I was most proud of and what we've built. It's not just the fact that we've been able to live our dream life, but we've helped so many others. So we'll see you at the UOU Summit. We want to help you do the exact same thing. Go to uousummit.com and check us out. You ready? Can we be honest for a moment? Most of us aren't doing everything we know that we should do to create the best life for us and our families. Things like adequate rest, staying hydrated, exercising. Yes, of course, we have to talk about your diet. We understand that you have a lot going on between your spouse, your kids, work, church. I get it, right? So it makes sense to eat out. That requires less of you. But what else can you be doing under your current circumstances to better take care of you and your loved ones? Listen, one of the simple things that we do is take Organifi. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition with high-quality ingredients and less than 3 grams of sugar. Each superfood blend is easy to use by simply mixing it with water or your favorite beverage while on the go, providing you with quality nutrition throughout your day. Whether you're trying to lose weight, detox, improve your fitness, deal with stress or hormonal imbalances, Organifi is the answer. If we've learned anything in the last few years, it's that stress and anxiety can cause a lot of harm to us, both mentally and physically. And that's because cortisol, the primary stress hormone, is supposed to spike when we're in danger. But get this, in the modern world, our cortisol is spiking all day long. Ashwagandha, the main ingredient in Organifi green juice, has been shown in multiple studies to reduce cortisol and distress. This delicious drink also features 10 other superfood ingredients, including moringa, chlorella, and spirulina, which works synergistically in the body to promote natural detoxing, more energy, and even healthy weight management through reducing cravings. It's amazing what the body is capable of with the right fuel. Plus, it's 100% certified organic, non-GMO, and tastes absolutely delicious. With their new apple crisp flavor, it's so easy to support your stress levels while enjoying a delicious morning green juice. If you're like me guys, you know the importance of eating healthy but you don't always have the time or willpower to cook with all the colors of the rainbow. Organifi Superfood, listen, the red, the gold juices, the Organifi Pure, Protein Powder, Organifi Glow, all these blends make it easy and enjoyable to add more variety and nutrition to your day. Just go to Organifi.com, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash success to save 20% on your order. What I do, I always take my carry-on luggage and I put it like one step behind me. Mm. And so I got to separate, I create, it's like a stiff arm. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> you know I like that, I, I like that. Separation. I don't always have a carry-on though. Like sometimes, you know what I mean? So that's well, then You got to do the one leg up, boy, and then the other, you know what I'm saying? Where you still taking yeah, up two yeah. spots. It was just weird. I was like, you know, cause you, you know how you like feel something ain't right? Like I got on like boom, boom. I was like, okay, something not right. Like, I'm like, he wasn't touching me, but it was like, I was like right there. I was like, bruh. You ready? All right. 
What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. What's going on, y'all? Come on, y'all can give it up for him. We live now. Don't try to play the Bayesian sensation. I got to my right, your left. Ah, man, Dr. King is in the building. How you feeling, brother? Left side of the menu, baby. Left side of the menu (laughs) is in the building. Oh, sound like they like Carl a little bit better for y'all. <laughs> Give it up for Dr. King, y'all. And then all the way to my far right, uh, you know him as E.T., I know him as Douglas, Dougie Fresh. Y'all give it up for uh, Dr. Eric Thomas. And then joining me today, um, my brother, uh, the leader of our Speaker Academy, Next Level Speaking Academy, um, just an incredible human, incredible husband, father, uh, a brother to all of us. I think all of you know him. Uh, give it up for my brother, Jeremy Anderson. What's up, what's up, what's up? Um, I don't have a fair file, more of a, uh, like I've been talking about etiquette a lot lately. And like, we gotta do better at educating people. So we talked about airport etiquette. Um, and some of y'all know my pet peeve, like when you go to the boarding gate, you know what I'm saying? And people, like I swear, me and my wife were leaving LA the other day and it was like at least 400 people at the gate. We, like, they call in our, our section and I'm not even tripping, like, like I love it because people think this is an elitist thing and it's not, you know what I'm saying? For it is, not me though. <laughs> um, when you go first class or whatever, you're like, okay, cool. I, you know, like they call my, I gotta get on. And every once in a while, if I got my whole family with me and I had mom, dad, everybody else, I'm being real. We flew coach. We couldn't get everybody in the one enough seats. I flew in the back. So I, I waited my turn in. I, you know, I'm keeping the same energy, Jay. Um, but I got another thing that's, that's like been irritating me lately because I fly a lot. What's the etiquette for the escalator? Is it one to two stairs away? Like, I'm just saying, because, bro, man, I, I came on and I stepped down and, like, you know, you like, try to get down a little quicker to like, my man kept stepping down with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I'm on the escalator going down and he's like right here. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like, he, you know, sometimes he might've got on early. You know what I'm saying? Just like he was ahead of himself. So I, and my man was like, and if you've been to Atlanta, this is a long escalator. So my man almost kissing my neck. I'm like, bro, I almost threw an elbow. Can somebody like, what's the, is it two? Three. What I do, I always take my carry-on luggage and I put it like one step behind me. Mm. And so I got to separate, I create, it's like a stiff arm. Yeah, 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 for sure. (laughs) I like that, I I like that. Separation. I don't always have a carry-on though. Like sometimes, you know what I mean? So that's But then you gotta do the one leg up, boy, and then the other, you know what I'm saying? Where you still taking up two spots. It was just weird. I was like, you know, cause you you know how you like feel something ain't right? Like I got on like boom, boom. I was like, okay, something not right. Like, I'm like, he wasn't touching me, but it was like, I was like right there. I was like, bruh. So anyway, we got to work. I'm, listen, I'm going to teach a whole class on airport etiquette. It's a course. Y'all yeah, send I got, it to, I got oh, it's some, free. I got some more airport etiquette too. Oh, please. So if you ever, this is just a little hack. If you ever are on the way to, you're in the airport and you close to missing your flight, yep. but you hungry. Have you ever been there? Oh, all the time. And then you go to Starbucks or oh, Einstein Bagel and it's a crazy long yep. line. Yep. You know what you do, right? What'd you do? So you go to the front of the line, huh. and whoever's there next, yep. hit them with the, hey, congrats, breakfast is on me this morning. Huh. And they're like, what's the catch? I'm yeah. like, look, I'm about to 
I'm on the verge of missing my flight. Yep. I love to get a bagel. If I can jump up here with you, can I just pay for your food? Uh. You know what I'm saying? Hey, and, right. and nine times out of 10, they're like, really? Yeah, and a few times people are like, nah, man, it's on me. I'm like, nah, let me bless you. <laughs> but mm. the other day. Yeah, yeah, you, and you made it happen. Nah, the other day, somebody. <laughs> Oh. This lady was just like, no, thank you. Uh. <laughs> I was like, I said, ma'am, I, I get it. It's, it's on me. I'm not, I ain't trying to mack you nothing. She was just like, no, if I had to wait, you have to wait. Mm. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. I feel like yeah, the yeah. presence of God lift my body, <laughs> bro. Because I'm like, you yeah. a hater. Yeah. So, then, so then there was a dude behind her. Yeah. I was like, hey, bro, I'm about to catch this flight. Do yeah. you mind if I buy? He was like, man, let's go. Go uh. for it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. one door closed, another one open. Praise God. Yeah, no doubt. Now you gotta be careful you don't catch a whole bunch of pilots in line, cause if I'm fourth in line, you gotta pay for mine too. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, my man, I see what you, hey, hey, hey. I see what's going on up there. Get mine too, cause you cutting me. Um, so today, man, I wanted to get into this, E. Um, you all right? I'm great. Okay. You doing handling some business over here. I thought you uh, playing patty cake. Um, I wanted to get into something. I told Carl right before I had something, but I, want, I switched it because, um, I had a friend who was texting me last night, and I would say, that not like marital issues, like they ain't about to get divorced or nothing, but just going through it a little bit. And it was funny because, you know, I, I tell all my friends, like, don't call me if you don't want the truth. Like, I'm just being real. Like, I'm not the one, like, you my homie, so, like, everything you do is gold. <laughs> like, that's not me. I know you got homies like that who, like, you could tell them anything, and they like, oh, man, she messed up, and I'm with you. But I'm just not that friend, so I just tell him, like, if you don't want my real opinion, don't ask me. And it was funny, E, because he, he was telling me the story, like, what happened, right? Then he started telling me the scriptures. So it was funny because every scripture that he sent me lined up with everything he just told me. And it got me to thinking, again, we talked about it before on the Confirmation Club, we called an episode, Jay, where it was like we talked about confirmation versus correction. And I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm like, I realized, and again, when he sent me the text and all of that, he was like, can you believe, it? look at, I even got the scriptures to go with it. <laughs> but I was like, bruh, what happened is, you have a preconceived notion of what it's supposed to be, who's right, and then you went hunting for something to prove your previous assumption. And we're not talking about necessarily the Bible right now, we're talking about people. We come in with our own beliefs, attributes, and everything that we think is right, and what we do is we search around for stuff to prove that we're right instead of looking objectively for things to form and shape our opinion. And so I'll give you an example, and I'm just, this is 100% transparency. Marlon and I joke a lot about LeBron and Jordan, and I told Carl, I was like, you know what? I was like, every time we argue about LeBron and Jordan, and I go to Google, I type in, why is LeBron better than Michael Jordan? And I do the opposite. <laughs> and and Maul does the opposite. Why is Jordan, like, so what, I'm, so what am I telling Google right now? Give me answers that what? Support what I already think. How you do anything is how you do everything, point blank, period. So yes, I know you work hard and I know you take care of your family, but are you taking care of yourself the best way that you should? Listen, I want to give a special shout out to our favorites in skincare, Caldera Lab. Backed by a leading clinical trial where 9 out of 10 men experience healthier and visibly improved skin, Caldera Lab has the tools to unlock your best first impression and your confidence. As you age, you might notice those fine lines, wrinkles, and more signs of aging. 
It's time to take control of your skin with Caldera Lab. Today, because you rock with the Secrets to Success podcast, we have an exclusive offer so you can try and see for yourself why so many men trust Caldera Lab for their skincare needs. Just use the code SUCCESS at calderalab.com, that's C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com for 20% off their best products. Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products by combining pharmaceutical-grade science along with nature's purest and most potent ingredients. Your boy stepped out and got the regimen bundle, right? And that's a twice a day routine to transform your skin. It starts with the clean slate. That's a balancing cleanser that uses gentle plant-based cleansing, leaving all skin types exceptionally refreshed. The base layer, that's a nutrient dense fortifying moisturizer that hydrates your skin and absorbs fast, leaving you with a matte finish so you can start your day confidently. The good. That's your go-to at night before bed and a clinically proven multifunctional serum that helps your skin look tighter and smoother as well as help reduce the wrinkles and fine lines. And then there's the icon. That's the rejuvenating eye serum that's here to adjust the three most common skin concerns around the eye. Those fine lines, dark circles, and that puffiness. I know you're not sleeping as much as you need to, right? Committed to transparency, sustainability, and excellence, Caldera Lab is on a mission to better men's skincare around the world, priding itself on clean ingredients and doing right by their customers and the planet we live in. Caldera Lab is a certified B Corporation as well as a member of the 1% for the planet. Through uncompromising craftsmanship, exceptional ingredients, and rigorous transparency, Caldera Lab is here to upgrade your skin and your confidence. So just go to calderalab.com and use the promo code SUCCESS to get your 20% off. Again, go to calderalab.com and use that promo code SUCCESS to get 20% off. Take your skincare to the next level with Caldera Lab. At no point did I just go, who is the greatest, LeBron or Michael Jordan, and just objectively look at the information and go, okay, championships, point score, duration. I, I never do that because I already think in my heart I want the answer to be LeBron. And so I was like, wow, I, was, I hit my homie back and I was just like, oh, okay, can you find any scriptures to the contrary? I'm still waiting on him to text me back. I don't have. Yeah, text you back. So E, I just want to know, like, how do we come into a situation and get, like, our, our previous wiring? And again, I'm not talking about the Bible. I'm not talking about marriage. I'm talking about what we think in business, right? Like, where's RJ at? We talked yesterday, where you at? Yep. Remember what you said to me? Like, oh, it's a plateau. I can't, I don't got no deal. The labels won't fool with me because, like, we have a preconceived wiring of what's supposed to happen based on the information that we have. And so when we have our difficulties, we go up, see? Right? And so, E, you have to talk to us about rewiring our brains to go look for information that informs our best opinion. Like, what, what is it called? You wrote a, uh, a, a dissertate, best practice. Oh, best practice. Best, best practices. Yeah. Something along those lines. Just help us out because there's a, there, there is a right answer, right? There no is question. a... No question. But when we're not necessarily trying to get to that, you know what I'm saying. Help me out. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I got you. And, and so I guess for me, this is something I had to work on. You know, for some people it comes natural. For others, you know, you have to identify that you're not you're not on the right side of that. So I was the kid, and I think, and I could be wrong, but I think a lot of it had to do with not only my biological father not being in my life, but me wanting him in my life. So I think it's a difference. I think some people, you know, may not be raised with their, you know, biological whatever, 
And for them, it's like, whatever, it's not that deep. Like, I'm going to take what I have. For me, for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe because I was raised by my father's people. So I was with my grandma, I was with my aunt, I was with my cousins. So maybe that was one of the reasons why I kind of like, maybe it's just me as a human, but I wanted to know who he was. Like, I wanted to have a relationship. And because I didn't, I think I end up falling in that hole of wanting to be affirmed. So because he wasn't there, it was like, I got to be seen. So when I, when I was younger, and I don't necessarily mean age, I mean maturity, when I walk in the building, like, you got to know I'm in the building. You know, I'm the loudest. You know, I'm always doing stuff to let you know, here I go, I'm here. And I'm hoping that when I go, here I am, I'm here, that you're going to give me the attention that I didn't get from my father. So as I heal, which is, I think is important to heal, I realized, man, you are looking for affirmation, but that's not really what you're looking for. Now, we're not going to say names, but I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were saying, um, how do I put this? They were just saying, like, yo, it looked like other people making money. They killing the game. You know, I want to make more money. You know, and then when we stripped it down, it was like, yo, really, do you really want to make more money? Like, you really don't want to make more money. You, you want to make more money because you feel like the people that are making money are getting the affirmation. So you want to make more money because you feel like then you would get the affirmation. I don't know. Does that make sense? I want to make sure I've seen some confused faces. No, okay. yeah, everybody There's, got okay. it. Okay, yeah, raise no, no, your no. hand if that, if, you, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay, okay good. good. If it doesn't, let me say it again. For those of you like it don't, let me see your hand. You might be like, yeah, okay, so, so what happens is you have the internet. And so you're watching the internet and like you seeing people make moves. You don't really know if they really making moves or they not really making moves. It's the internet. Because <laughs> don't nobody ever put up when they struggling, right? Everybody want to put up their best day. So if you're watching it and you seeing their best day and it seems like they're making paper, they telling you, see, I went from six figures to seven figures. You have no real way of knowing if that's the truth or not, but that's what they said. And then there are people in your life that you know get in the bag, right? So when you are us and you are in this field, you are around a lot of people who are doing whatever. So they were like, yo, I want to make more money. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's talk. What, what you mean when you say that? Well, they capitalizing off of their whatever and whatever. So I was like, okay, what do you really want? And so as we really talked about why you want what you want, they was like, I'm going to be real. I don't necessarily get motivated by money. So we're talking now. We're going from feelings to facts. So the last time you got paid, how'd you feel? Well, I didn't really feel that way. Well, last time somebody recognized you, how did you feel? Well, I felt phenomenal. It's like, okay, so then you really don't want money. You see people who make money, and it seems like they're the ones that get to do all the talking. They're the ones that get celebrated. So you really don't want money. What you want is to be affirmed, and you believe by making more money is going to put you in a situation where people are going to see you, people are going to recognize you, people are going to talk about you. Does that make sense? Good. So my thing was like, all right, then let's talk. Here's, here's what y'all got to understand. Like, I think most people won't be successful, and it's tough, man. I don't even know how. It's like a sickness. It's like a sickness. It's like most people would rather stay in their comfort zone than to really deal with the pain of I'm not where, I'm need, where I need to be. Like, I can't tell you as a pastor how difficult it is working with people because it's like, yo, you really don't want to change. That's not what you want. You really want me to say what you're doing is okay. You want me to justify what you're doing, right? So we had a conversation 
And in the conversation, I'm just going to be real. I said, you already being affirmed, period. And it's like, what you mean by that? I was like, let me say this to you. If you are, okay, let me give you an example. So, um, more matter of fact, my, look, uh, my niece, one of my nieces called me on my biological father's side. She called me and was like, yo, I got 80K. I want to make an investment in the property. And I was like, oh, I don't know what you're calling me for. You need to be talking to Jamal. She's like, I don't know Jamal. I was like, you will in a second. He's going to show you exactly what you need to do with your money. Right? Watch this. Because Jamal is so close to me, I'm going to ask Jamal to do some very important stuff in my life. That, I told the person, that's affirmation. You missed what I just said. That's affirmation. Now, I have other people in my life who are not on Ma's level, who are not helping me the way Ma helps me, but because I love them and I know they need to be affirmed, I just be telling them stuff just to tell them stuff so they can feel good about themselves. Just be real. I just be oh, that was great. You did a phenomenal job. Why? Because they need to be affirmed. So I'm really going to lie to you because you can't take the truth. So I really don't want to tell you. I really can't tell you what I really want to tell you because if I tell you that, now your feelings hurt. And so now you're not going to do nothing positive because now your feelings is hurt. Whereas with Maul, I'm not necessarily using the words affirm, but I'm actually affirming Maul because I'm saying anything and anybody that's important to me Yo, my pool got messed up. They, they didn't do it right. I was like, we gotta, we're not going to make that mistake again. I tried to be the one to handle it. I shouldn't have been the one to even do it in the first place. I'm not a pilot. I don't have no experience. Maul, I call who? Call me. And you call who? I call my architect. Oh. So him and the architect meeting with the HOA and the other people, and they got it all taken care of. Does that make sense? I didn't go. Maul... You're the greatest. Ma, I, you're the best ever in my life. Without you, I couldn't do my pool. I, the affirmation was, yo, Ma, this is, this is a pretty hefty bill. This is a crazy project. I tried to do it on my own. It didn't work. Take it. Ma is already affirmed, whatever that looks like for him, because he's like, oh, E, I got your back. Whatever you need, I got you. Does that make sense? So, so for a lot of you, and I just want to be honest with you, you say you want to go to the next level, but you're not going to be able to go to the next level because you create your own benchmarks. Mm. That's the thing I love. I, man, I, I used to have this conversation with LaShawn all the time and my wife. I used to say, man, I envy my wife, man. You know what I'm saying? I envy, you know, LaShawn like that feel because if you're a nurse or a lawyer, you just can't make it up. Like you can't just walk in the room one day and go, I'm a registered nurse with the outfit on. I'm a RN. You can't do that. You could just walk in right now and be like, I'm a motivational speaker. Anybody can walk in and say, yo, E, I'm on your level. I'm a motivator. I'm the GOAT. You a GOAT, I'm a GOAT. You can't do that when you're a registered nurse. You got to pass the NCLEX. I don't, care how, I don't care how your mama pump you up. I don't care what your mama say about you, the best student since sliced bread. I don't care what your daddy think about you. You got to go take a test. Like, you got to go get the bar exam. I don't care how smart you say you are. I don't care how dope you think you are. They, you got to go take a test. So you just can't walk around here like, I'm a lawyer. I'm a, I'm a doctor. My profession, somewhere it's whack. Because everybody, you wake up tomorrow. And you can just put on the internet, Steve Smith, motivational speaker. And can't nobody, like, say you right or you wrong. Because it's no, 
benchmarks. A special shout out to HelloFresh. Listen guys, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh does more than just delicious dinners. Not only can you take your pick from over 40 weekly recipes, but you can choose from over 100 items to round out your order from snacks and easy lunches to desserts and pantry necessities. Everything arrives in one box on a delivery day that you choose. This May, HelloFresh is celebrating Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Try limited time authentic recipes created in partnership with Chef Serbi Sani of New York City's Tagmo restaurant and enjoy a cultural taste tour right in your own kitchen. Listen, there's no worries if you're not a pro in the kitchen. I, I promise y'all I'm not either, right? HelloFresh has a foolproof recipe and it arrives with pre-portioned and easy to prepare in just a few steps. All the steps are outlined for you. HelloFresh also cares about quality and that's why their seasonal ingredients are picked at peak ripeness and travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days so you know that they're fresh. So I got a special, I'm talking about a very special guest right here to talk to you about their experience with HelloFresh. This is my son, Jordan. So Jordan, what's your favorite meal from HelloFresh? I love the Dijon onion crunch salmon. All right, so what about that specific one do you like? I like how it's crunch, how crunchy it is, and I like how it tastes with all the lemon, and it has spaghetti, and I really like spaghetti. <laughs> all right, so now what's your favorite thing about like just HelloFresh altogether? that we get to cook it together as a family. All right, sir, thank you. Listen, go to hellofresh.com forward slash success 16 and use the promo code success 16 and that's the number one six for 16 free meals plus shipping again. Go to hellofresh.com forward slash success and use that promo code success 16. Listen guys, you are rocking with America's number one meal kit. I just want you to hear what I'm saying. It's no benchmarks, it's no licensing. The state ain't, the federal ain't. And so a lot of you walk around here and when things don't go the way you want them to go, you start moving the benchmarks. That's what makes Christianity dope. That's what makes other religions dope. It's 10 commandments. You can't make up what you want to make up. I tell people all the time, I don't care what you think about God. He said, have no other gods before me. I don't care what you think. He said, you can't commit adultery. He said, keep the Sabbath. You can say whatever you want to say. It's the Old Testament, New Testament. You can make up whatever you want to make up, but what does the word say? That's it. And, you, and you're going to see based on people's decisions where they, does that make sense? So I just, I'm stopping, but I just want to say most of you will not be successful because when the truth comes to you, instead of you taking the truth and going with the benchmark and going, this is where I am, you switch it for you. And I'm just gonna say this. I know we're doing a podcast. If y'all can, Ma, if you, we might not have no more mics. Ma, the police came to my house, or your house, I'm sorry. The police came to your house when I was in middle school. And they said that, um, the, the police came and said that I stole something from, I guess it was Ferris, it was called, it was a store um, next to, the Catholic school that I went to. And they said that I came and stole some stuff uh, from the store. Uh, did you tell the, what did you tell the police officer? Did you tell them they was lying? No, I told them to come in and we <laughs> Hold on, just stop. I want you to hear that. I want you to hear that. Cause this is how I was raised. I wasn't raised with changing the, come on. Mm -hmm. my mom didn't change the, 
She ain't yeah. changed the benchmarks. My mom, notice she never said that my son what? She never said I didn't steal from the store. Was that the police first time at the house? There, I think that's the first time they finally knew where you were. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want y'all to see the truth. So police came to the door. You didn't tell them that ain't my baby. Mm -hmm. He don't steal. You said what to him? Come in. Come in. <laughs> Mom said, come on in the house. Right? Police came in. What happened? Call you out your room and... So my mom ain't having a conversation with the police and what? Talk to me. She's not talking to the police what? Alone. No. In isolation. Oh, I know my baby. Come on, sit down and get some drink. I know my baby didn't do that. Eric, the police is here. Come in the living room. I come in the living room. What happens after that? Well, I think because I didn't try to defend you because I wasn't there with you. They didn't even charge him, but they had the conversation. They knew we were responsible parents, and he got a, uh, he got a uh, warning. That's all. But I, and I told, I spoke my heart. I told him that ain't how he was raised. And because my mom, if you stole something, you already knew. You going to juvie, she ain't going to come get you. So I'm just saying, this is why I was raised. You could say it was harsh. But my mom wasn't changing the benchmarks. She wasn't moving stuff around. She wasn't hiding, acting like I wasn't here. Oh, he ain't here. Mm -mm. She said, oh, he here. Hold on for a minute. Eric, come on in here real quick. Police say you stole something. We talked. Police left. We had a conversation. Did you steal it? And the answer was? Yes. Yes, I did. And after that, you said? If you do it again. <laughs> Period. Not, oh, you my baby. Oh, I, why did you steal? Who made you steal? Did the police make you steal? Your friend. Did your friend? My mom said nothing about my friends. <laughs> my mom wasn't interested in nothing. You stole from the. You stole from those people. Don't you ever do that again, or I'm sending you to juvie. And they ain't got to come and get you. Let me see you steal something else, and we're gonna fix this, and you're going to jail because you're gonna fix it. And then when I end up being in the car with somebody who had crack and the police pull us over, took me to jail, and they called you, what did you do? When they called you and said, he in jail, come bond, uh, bond him out, what did you do? I didn't. Why didn't you come get me, mom? Because we had had to talk. You... No, I'm just being real. Man, that, that, hurt. Playing. I ain't playing. Man. I'm not playing. He went back in time. Yeah, I'm not playing. <laughs> why didn't you come get me, mom? Ma? I'm just at mom. Why didn't you, first of all, she didn't. Why didn't you come get me, mom? Because if I had came, I would have enabled you. I would have always been coming to rescue you. And you needed to be a man and, and be responsible. When the, police, when the police came to the house for the first time, how old was I? God, you were probably 12, if that. If that. I was, yeah, in, I was in the yeah. fifth grade, yeah. St. B. So, right. so, so if 10. I was in the fifth grade, I was 10, 10 years old. Yeah, Listen to what I'm telling tell you. My mom held me accountable at 10 with the police. My mom didn't protect me at 10 with the I, police. I did protect you. Oh, okay. Yep. I'm sorry. Okay. Nope. Oh, that's deep. No, that's deep. That's deep because I saw it as you didn't protect me. No, no, no. I don't think the word is protect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go ahead. But I don't want to take the words out. Well, I saw, you know, where I came from, Maul, you know, low end was rough. Yeah. And so many of those boys, they end up in prison on the street rolling. And I just knew if I gave him that 
I didn't live in that philosophy that most, a lot of moms do. They love their sons and they raise their daughters. I knew that is why his father had a lot of issues because they didn't make their boys responsible. Neither did my mother. She had three boys and 11 girls. They were little princes. They didn't do any wrong. And I saw how it hurt them. So when I had my son, A, I left home. And then I said, those things that were good, I kept. But that enableness, I have never been that person. Tough love was, they thought I was cruel. But they end up on the right side of the street, when all three of them, when they got grown. Yeah. I, yeah. And this is so, I want y'all to know how crazy it was. Not only did you come get me, she never came and got me out of jail. I stayed there for two and a half days. When they let me go, she wasn't there to pick me up. She said, you got yourself in jail, you'll find yourself, you'll find a ride home. However you get back is how you get back. But I work, and I don't work to come get people out of jail. I put you in the best schools, I put you in the best environment. I sent you to religious camps, I put you in the best environments you could be put in. I'm not coming to rescue you. So if you put yourself in jail, you're gonna get yourself out. And so I'm just, I just want y'all to hear, I just want y'all to hear it. She said it, I didn't wanna go that far, but we do have a tendency to do that to our boys. And what happened to my, my Bruce, Isaiah, Jumba? What happened to all my uncles? They got in a lot of trouble. And my mom, she sent them off to the cousins or the grandparents or something. She never held them accountable. And later in life, she would say, my sons aren't doing anything. You didn't set them up to do anything. All right, back to the podcast. My bad. <laughs> Yeah, that was the podcast. Yeah, you got Organifi. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, as as it speaks to like our our wiring, right? Like again, and how you want to um, confirm your thoughts and behaviors and things like that. We have, I guess, we can maybe throw to Jeremy now in terms of you know you made a, obviously a dramatic transformation. And most people, I'm gonna be real. Like, E probably made his transformation at 17. Jay, you were older um, when you start getting some new information. But I think getting new information is only half the battle, right? Unlearning the old stuff. Because it's like, you're, you're naturally wired for all of that. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, you can put, well, you always used to say, remember what the, uh, E always said, you can't put new wine in old wine skins, right? And so, Jeremy, for you, talk about your not only like transformation into who you've become today, but the unwiring of the old stuff that I think is super powerful and, and probably the toughest part to do. You know, it's, it's interesting, man, because I've, I've gone through different seasons of growth and development. So for those of y'all that's not familiar, like 14 years ago, I was selling weed by the pound. You know, I had two nightclubs, pulling kick doors. Like I was living a completely different life. Wake up to a bottle of Henny, two, three blunts a day packing Newport today. Like I was a completely different person. It's when the Bible says, like if any man be in Christ, he a new creature. Like I literally went through a, a process. October 17, 2009, I got baptized, gave my life to Christ, called E, cause I've known E for over 30 years, was like, bro, I'm tapped back in with you. 
and I never went back. Like no alcohol, no cigarettes, no, no nothing, right? No pornography, like I've really been locked in. I pride myself on the discipline that God has blessed me with. But see, that's just one part of the story. Like I had to go through a process. It was almost like an evolution. And I remember when I was, got baptized, I was at the house and I was, I was trying to get honest work and I couldn't find no job. Like see, nobody would hire me. And I remember it was probably like month three or four. I'm listening to gospel music every day. I'm trying to keep my spirit right, but I'm irritated because like ain't nobody hiring me and I can make one call, make a couple plays and I can pay my rent for a couple months. So I'm like, God, I ain't about to hurt nobody if I do that. And, um, and I was, it just, nothing was working out. And I remember really frustrated. So I remember my pops hit me and he was just like, you're going through a process. He said, do you know how a clay pot how, how, a, how a potter can take a clay pot and turn it into a bowl or a vase? I was like, nah, how? He was like, first you gotta take that clay pot and you gotta break it. And then you gotta crush it, you gotta smash it. Then you gotta put it in a grinder and you gotta grind that clay, all those little small pieces to where it's fine like sand. Then you gotta mix it with some water. Then you gotta shape it and put it on the little spin wheel and you gotta shape it and mold it. Then it has to go on the fire to be seared and sealed. And he was like, what you going, you been broke, you went through the crushing, you went through the grinding, he done poured his spirit upon you, he's shaping you and molding you, you're just going through the fire now. And he was just like, if you could just stay in that place, you're going to be hardened. And shortly after that, man, I got blessed with a job and began to transition on from there. Is hiring challenging? Yes. Do you love a challenge? Also yes. You need a hiring partner that can help you rise to the challenge. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. They streamline the entire hiring process with powerful tools that let you find matched candidates. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description and it happens the moment they sponsor a job according to Indeed Data US. I'm not sure who their competition is, y'all, but Indeed makes things so much easier. They do all the hard work for you. You know the position you're trying to hire for, you have the description. Indeed finds the people that match that and literally give you those recommendations as soon as you make your post, all right? So it's a no-brainer. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring platform. And according to Talent Nest 2019, they deliver four times more hires than all the other job sites combined, all right? So again, whoever the competition is, good luck. Join more than three million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com forward slash success. Offer is good for a limited time. So again, claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com forward slash success. Indeed.com forward slash success. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But my, my story continues to evolve. I went and met with um, Dr. Darius Daniels in Atlanta, and uh, God just put it in my heart to share some stuff with him as it relates to a lot, my own personal healing, my marriage, just always, still trying to always grow and search my heart, make sure I'm in a good place. And he was just like, man, I don't know why God, he was like, I don't have no answers for you. He was like, but I know why God told me to tap, why he told me to tap in, you tap in with me. I said, why? He said, bro, stories are similar. And he told me about this little white lady out in North Carolina, the hills of North Carolina, 70-year-old lady. She got cows and pastures out there, and she got like a cottage, and she does like retreats. Like, it's out in the boonies, bruh. 
and he's like, man, go, go meet with this lady. So he said he did a few day counseling session, him and his wife. So I booked it, bro. I flew out there. I spent two days with this lady, bro. She kept asking me questions about my childhood, how, how things was when I was growing up. And I'm like, man, miss me with that. Like, I'm good. Like, ain't nothing wrong there. But she kept poking, bro. Next thing I know, I got snot on the floor. Like, she broke me all the way down. And she just showed me how the things, the trauma I deal with young, with my biological father not being there, not wanting to have nothing to do with me. Then I'm reaching out to grandparents and family on that side and everybody rejecting me. She's like, bro, you got deep rejection issues. So some of the things your wife might be doing, that's not intentional, it's just she's just in a weird place. Y'all trying to figure it out. It hurts you that much more. She was like, the pain, your present pain is always tied to your pain of the past. Your present pain is always tied to your pain of the past. And when I went there and spent two days with this lady, breakfast, lunch, and dinner at our college, and just did some really deep work into me and my heart, because I want to be the best husband, the best father, the best speaker, the best leader, the best entrepreneur, the best CEO, but I just needed another level of healing. And I, I'm, the crazy thing is she wrote this book called Healing from Unmet Needs. Man, that thing broke me down. And so, and so Darius was like, tap in with the book before you get to her. So I flew my, booked my flight, got the rental, drove two hours from Charlotte out in the country, spent two days with her, because I want to be as whole as possible. Really, what we talk about this episode is us taking ownership. You know what I'm saying? And us hold, and sometimes, like he says, we're blessed to have people hold us responsible and hold us accountable. But if there is not nobody that can hold us accountable, like we have a responsibility to hold ourselves accountable. I tell people all the time, like, it's your responsibility to protect your peace, to protect your joy. Like, it's your responsibility to make sure that you're in the best place. Like, don't put that on your spouse, don't put that on your government. Like, it's your responsibility to make sure you get the best healing. Somebody hurt you, somebody took advantage of you, okay, shame on them. But shame on you if you don't get the necessary work. So I'm just being transparent with y'all, letting y'all know, like, I'm still doing the work. I'm 43 years old, multi-millionaire, super successful, super blessed, beautiful wife, two beautiful children. I'm still doing the work because I could lose it like that. I pride myself on how long I've been disciplined. I could relapse just like that. Yeah, no you know what I'm saying? And, like, and tomorrow, and I promise. I lost one of my best friends. Like tomorrow, and I promise. I want to be in the purest place as possible. But I realized there was some deeper pain within me. So when C talks about, Jay, talk about your growth, your development, like, okay, so shaking the drugs and the alcohol and the porn and the, the, the trapping and, and the nightlife, all, that, that was one thing. There's a whole nother level to the wholeness and the purity of my heart that I'm really honestly still fighting through. And I'm still figuring it out and I'm still searching my heart. And so if I share anything with you all, yeah. it would be to ask yourself, okay, what healing do I need? I promise you, bro, I went there with a little chip on my shoulder. I remember, I was like, okay, my mom had me when she was 16, but it wasn't that deep. Yeah, I ate mayonnaise sandwiches before, but it ain't that deep. Like, everybody kind of went through the struggle. Now, she began to ask more and more and more and more probing questions. She was like, yep, that happened right there. When your mom was driving and she was in tears and you was in the back seat and you was like, mama, put your seatbelt on. And she was like, I don't care if we crash. I don't care if I die. She was like, bro, that messed your head up. As a little boy, seeing that, like, that's traumatic. So now whenever you come to your wife with something, your wife cries or depressed, you're afraid how she's going to feel, so now you're keeping stuff on the inside and it's killing you. Man, this thing is deep, y'all. So I'm out here writing books, I'm out here traveling the world, I'm out here preaching, but there's a whole other level of, I hate to say brokenness, but that's the reality, right? Like, and she told me, like, I got a stony heart. So I'm, now my prayer now is like, man, God, replace my heart of stone with a heart of flesh. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I've, I've been worn down, y'all, and I'm tired. So I'm in the place now where I just want full healing. I want to be as strong, as powerful, as prolific as possible. And so even me, where I am today, because it's amazing. I can't still believe I'm even living the life I'm living today, right? But I'm still saying, okay, what do I got to do to make sure I continue to grow and thrive so I can lead and speak and uh, be who God called me to be from the purest Amen. place possible. Amen. That's good. Yeah. Jeremy Anderson, y'all. Yeah. Come on, man. Right, hey, and, and it's crazy because, like, watch the contrast. I ain't go through none of that. Like, none of that. I grew up with two parents in a beautiful island of Barbados. Like, I'm talking about none of that. But when he talk about the deep work, he just said, and listen to me carefully. If y'all haven't, before I want y'all to pull up, Google it right now, the emotion wheel. Right? We said things like, man, low self-esteem, confidence, like that's, the root. that's not the root. Like he just dug down to the root and he said the word rejection. What's your root word? What's your root word? Mine is inadequate. And I'm just being real with y'all. You live your whole life. Again, I grew up with two, I'm just being real. There's nothing if you look on paper of my life that would make me like be the person that I am now on paper. But somewhere deep in there, and I had to do the work I'm doing coaching, there's an inad inadequacy in there. Watch this, perpetuated when you meet dudes that are around you that are giants that are doing things. So not his circumstance, but I gotta go through the same crushing, the same grinding, the same process. So I'm challenging everybody in this room. It may not be that story, any of these stories, but it's the same process. You gotta get to the root and understand like, yo, what's going on inside of me? What is it? Because that's the thing, like Jeremy just said, that's holding you back from everything that you see and you want. It's there. The reason you see it is because it's there. You're not seeing something that's out of reach for you. It's not out of reach for your family. So I, I just wanna just like highlight that, like everybody get to your root word, like find that root thing like this is the, and it takes time. It's not an easy process. Right? Like Jeremy said, it's a lot of crying and boohooing, but you've got to find that root word because once you're aware of that now, I can put strategies at ease. Help me with this. Like, what's the opposite of that word? Who do you need to be around that, that, that makes you come out of that? Because isolation, isolation, he just said he went somewhere with somebody that can pull this out of him. Isolation is going to kill you. Can y'all hear me? Isolation is going to kill you. And I'm telling y'all, like, this is, I'm not, listen, I'm, I'm being real with y'all. This is my tendency. We say introvert, extrovert, kill all that. Isolation is going to kill you. You can't fight them thoughts on your own. Like, I'm being real. Get around people, get help, because I don't care how good your life looks. Like, until you get to the root of this thing, I'm promising you, we're going to forever be fighting. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Whew. All right, hold on. Hey, hey, let me just say this off of what Carl is saying. He's saying get around people. Make sure you're around the right people. Yeah, for sure. I'm sitting here telling y'all when he said that, I just started thinking about, I'll never forget when I was in college uh, playing football, and it's, 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 it's three types of people, right, in your life. You got the cheerleaders, right? You got the fans that's in the stands, and then you got the coaches. I remember games where we were losing by 37 points, and I would look behind the bench. Watch yourself, Ma and the cheerleaders will still be right there, right in our ear. Let's go, great job, let's yeah. go. Yeah. And I'm like, shut up. I'm like, what are y'all cheering about? We can't be beat. Right. Like. I, I mean, literally. Like, baby girl. 
I mean, they right here I don't know behind. if you see what's going on. I mean, they like, give me a W. And I'm like, what, are you, what are you cheering for? And then I would look in the stands. Yeah, talk about the fans. And whenever we was winning, yeah. the fans would be there to the end of the game. Well, every time we was losing, they out. those same fans they that out. was cheering for us last week would be leaving out the stadium by halftime. Yeah. The only ones that were sticking around was the coaches. Come on, come on. They were the only ones that was telling us what we were doing right or doing wrong. I'm talking about it was games where I thought I killed. I was, we might have won by 37. I come up in the locker room and we got film or whatever and coach like King. You suck. Mm. Coach, we just won by 37 points. What you talking about? You suck today. You didn't give it your all out there. Yeah, we won. Yeah, you made plays. But look at you walking. Look at you jogging. You didn't give it everything you had. Even in our winning, you still supposed to still get to the other side of the ball with a certain level of passion, a certain level of enthusiasm, a certain level of just, you know, want and kill. And so what I noticed, man, and I noticed this even when I got in the police department, I still notice it today. I appreciate the people that be like, Ma, you fresh, Ma, man, you, you a cheerleader though. You gonna tell me I'm fresh no matter if I'm winning or losing. You gonna tell me I'm fresh whether me and Camille got a good relationship or a bad relationship. Matter of fact, if I'm going through something with my wife, you gonna sit back and be cheering for me. If I walk up out of my kid's life, you gonna be right there, give me a J, give me an E. That's cold blooded. Get rid of the cheerleaders in your kids. Get rid of the uh, chili because a lot of y'all uh, are looking for, though. A lot of y'all are looking for the chili yeah. in your life. Yeah. And you think that if a person yeah. is not cheering you oh, on, you yeah. think that they don't love you. Yeah. But what I come to find out, the chili the fans in the audience. Come on. The chili the foul. Come on. I'm going to speak the truth, sis. We the cheerleaders. Yeah, the chili the fans, those are the ones, truthfully, y'all, that's keeping you behind. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy because they are dressed with the same clothes you got. Mm. They got the same color uniform Ooh. you got, DD. <laughs> they sitting there with them. Right, they right. even got your name on the back. They wearing your jersey number. Okay. Are we but those are the ones, those are the ones that will keep you back. Those are the ones that don't keep you from progressing in life. So go out there and find the coaches. And I'm telling you, the coaches come disguised. They the ones that don't wear your uniform. They the one, I don't think I ever seen DD with a when you want to breathe as bad as oh, you want to succeed shirt on. Ever. <laughs> I ain't no, ever. Those are the ones that's going to let you know, like, hey, you ain't, you ain't right. You're not doing. But trust me, they're going to tough love. They're going to tell you when you had a good game. So that's something that I want you all to take away from that. And I think that's been something that's been big um, as far as in my life. Uh, don't get me wrong. I used to, when I was in high school, I loved the cheerleaders. I used to look for the cheerleaders. Yeah. You know, I used to look for the fans. I would be in, I'd be that person that was on the field and I'd be looking up in the stands just to see who's looking at me. Yeah. But what I come to find out is those are the people, man, that will set you back and those are the people that's not really for you. And the same way they cheering you on, they'll be cheering on your, dismi your demise. Mm. They'll be cheering on your demise at the end of the game if you lose. Hey, hey, Ma, and you know what's interesting is sometimes because of our own brokenness and how we are, you all might go to some people that God has placed in your life and be like, hey, give me your honest opinion about this here. And because of how you're wired or because of how maybe you responded in previous times and you were defensive or whatever or caught attitudes, they might just be like, oh yeah, it was cool. So I, I would challenge you all to give them permission 
to be critical. I remember whenever I would write my books, I would send the manuscript to some a few close friends, and they would hit me back, oh, it's amazing, it's phenomenal. It was, I was so deep, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, let me be clear. Don't tell me how dope the book is. Yep. Poke holes in it. Is my angle or approach wrong? Did I, did I sound um, redundant in the certain parts? Like, I want you to really make it better. And so I would just add them all, when they go to their people in their circle, give them yeah. permission. Say, hey, no, I'm giving no, you this I, idea. And we in the speaking game. People that come up to me and be like, see, you guys see my last speech, fire. Oh, bro. <laughs> what, what you want me to see right, for this? Right, 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 if it's right. Already, you already, it sounds like you graded your own papers. So you already know it's fine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're not even coming with the spit. Does that make sense with Jay saying? I want to make sure y'all understand. Yeah, that. make sure make sure they know. Like, hey, I'm not telling you. Don't tell me what I want to hear. Like, is this a wise decision? Like, am I tripping? Like, how can I get better? Just give them permission to really challenge you because of y'all's previous relationships. Maybe they didn't feel comfortable because there's people that come to me. I got family members, blood. If they come to me and ask me advice, I'm like, I don't, I don't even have the bandwidth, like you said, E, to even be honest with you because you're going to catch an attitude with me. But when you come to me with a broken spirit, a contrite heart, like, look, I just, I don't want to get this wrong. What do you think? I'm like, you know what? I think you're ready to receive it. Cause I'm not about to cast my pearls to swine. I ain't giving you all this game and then you're going to catch an attitude with me. Now we're going back and forth. So I would just say, just make sure when you have that conversation with them, that you free them up and you give them permission to be highly critical of you. Yeah, no, I'm coming back to you, but I, I want people to ask themselves like a serious question. And I think like it's easy on the surface just to be like, yeah, but when I really look at how individual, what you're talking about, going up to the mountains and doing all of that work, like even the, the, the stuff you're putting yourself through now, like would you rather be, and this is a, like a, a statement and write it down, would you rather be unsuccessful and comfortable or successful and uncomfortable? Like, like really think about that. Like I think most people like will say like, y'all want to be successful, but, but you don't want to go, not more, worse than you want to go through the uncomfort. You know what I'm saying? What, you, what Jeremy is talking about, that's not comfortable. Even, in, even he just told you, multi-millionaire doing all of these things, you still doing work to make yourself uncomfortable. More, we talk about it all the time. More always like, yo, I got two trainers, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm sure at some point when you're working with all these trainers, yeah. it gets uncomfortable. Now you're working with a dude, he about 20-something. Yeah. He got a whole new idea how you should work out. I'm sure it's uncomfortable at times, uncomfortable. but the growth. Yeah. And so, E, you could jump back in, but how do we get comfortable being uncomfortable, if that makes sense? Because I think most people don't want to do that. Most people don't want to drudge up stuff from the past. Most people don't want to sit down and really work over the things that hurt them that they know are going to end up hurting. You know, it's funny. I was, um, I was talking to my son, and I was like, yo, book, I really do need you to understand that God already knows. Like, I think a lot of people like, like don't know that God knows. So I was like, yo, just talk to him about it. Like, literally, like, if you are having conflict, meaning you are trying to go to one level, but you're at this level, and you don't really know what you want. I was like, just tell him the truth. Just say, I'm struggling with this and that, and put him in a position to be able to help you to get to the next level. Now, I believe this with all my heart. I always say this. And I want you to hear what I'm saying. Don't get the money confused. The, the, the group of people on this earth that struggles the most is the middle class America. They struggle the most. Like it's the middle class. So I was fortunate. Like my mom said, my grandma had 14 and just being real, it might've been two or three of them that didn't live in the projects. You know, everybody else was in the Herman Garden projects. What was the one in Chicago? Ida B. Wells and Robert Taylor's. Which was one with my? 
the Inkies. Inkies. So we grew, we grew up Inkies, aunts there. Where was Auntie Sheila? Robert Taylor. Robert Taylor. So we grew up Inky, Robert Taylor, Herman Gardens in Detroit. Right? I'm going to be real. Only people I've ever seen struggle was middle class people. My grandma was in the project. She ain't had no ch challenges. <laughs> I promise you, my grandma wasn't in the projects. Like, our, our, the square footage is too, we don't have the right square footage. They, that, my grandma, I ain't never see her struggle. She never had a car. She never drove. She got the bus. You would have thought she was had an Uber was out back then. And my grandma was so dope with it, she had the bus people come to her, her house. Like, my, my grandma had to talk to the bus driver, and her house was the stop. I'm just being real. My grandmother wasn't like about to go up the street and these little young thugs bother her. She talked to my man. He came right up to the house, picked her up. Grandma did her thing. Listen to me. Some kid stole my grandma's purse or whatever. She ran him in up. She ran up, ran him down in the alley, pulled a knife out on the little man like, bruh, you about to lose your life or you about to give me my purse back. And she never moved out. She wasn't like, this is a bad neighborhood. We, we need to get in another zip code. <laughs> My grandma loved it, her, was there her whole life. Even when they, sh they closed it down, my grandma found a way when they rebuilt it, she's right back. <laughs> my grandma got right back there. Middle class is the only people who want something and don't have what they want. That's the only class. The wealthy have what they want. The poor don't want nothing more. It's the middle class that's struggling. It's the middle class, because you like, you, you've allowed what you didn't have, now that you have, to become your God, and you're scared to lose it. You're scared to lose it. Ain't nobody else afraid. Wealthy people ain't afraid. They'll put everything up because they know they can get it back. Broke people good because the first and 15th coming. Man, I used to love the first and 15th at my grandma and my aunties. <laughs> we ate good. <laughs> I'm, talking about, I'm talking about we ran through them food stamps quick. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't nobody rationalized. Wasn't nobody on. We ain't getting the next one for two weeks. It was like a celebration on the first. I'm talking about it was a celebration that you didn't get in middle class because middle class was always saving for later. Middle class wasn't ever spending because they were scared. I'm talking about in the projects, we went, to, we went for broke. We, they was getting ribs. <laughs> I'm talking about stuff we ain't never had. We was getting it. We back. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, the middle class is the only class. So I'm going to tell y'all, most of you in this room, while you're struggling, you are literally afraid to lose what you have. And so you will never risk talking to your spouse and having that real conversation. Because you're like, if I had that real conversation, it might interrupt whatever intimacy means to you. S2S fam, what's up? This is CJ. Listen, man, we had too much fire to share with y'all this week, so we are going to continue this week's episode next week uh, live from Mexico. Phenomenal life, man. We have some more great information to share with y'all, some hilarious stories. So tune in next week, and we'll get at it. All right, appreciate y'all. We'll see you next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity.